I'm going to address the Cam Newton um, contract and just him coming to, you know, my Patriots. But here's what I, here's what I want to do. You know, I've been looking at a couple of stories where, you know, it seems, unfortunately, we're living in a time with a lot of turmoil. Um, and here's what's happening. You know, when there are protests and there are, you know, people who want to assert their will upon other people, you know, sometimes bad things can happen. I want to talk about this issue where you have people who lay down in front of vehicles, who demand you get out of your car if if they're surrounding you. Um, who will lay on top of your hood, will try to punch your window out. I want to talk about this because I I just want to say, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You cannot. These people, let me just get into this article, okay? So this is, this is an old story, but this recently came up, Okay. There was a bat, a black family, and again, this has nothing to do with race. Okay, this is just, this is just what happened. Okay, there was a black family that flees, uh, that fleed from an angry, foul-mouthed mob in Walmart park in a Walmart parking lot after a woman mistakenly claimed they were stealing her car. Um, so there was a guy named Lee Allen, who was the father of two, and was approached by a woman claiming that he stole her car there's footage of this um in a from a walmart in spokane washington from february 28th a motorcyclist featured in the footage claims the incident was a misunderstanding okay here we go this is the shocking moment by the way this is i'm reading this from dailymail.co.uk um, but if you want to just look this up, look up um, Lee Allen um, Walmart if you want to find the video. It's really very, very intriguing and very interesting. Um, this is the shocking moment a black family were forced uh, to flee after being accused of stealing their own car as bystanders attacked the vehicle with bikes. Footage taken outside of Walmart in Spokane, Washington shows how the incident unfolded as the woman approached the car and accused father of two, Lee Allen, of stealing the family vehicle he was driving. His daughter, who was in the back seat, sat, uh, recorded the footage while sobbing as bystanders gathered around and became violent after immediately taking side of the woman. The woman, who was riding a push bike and wearing a crucifix, claimed the car was her property as she stood in front of the vehicle blocking its way. She shouted at Mr. Allen, this is my car, how did you get this car? And then she says, I don't want violence, I just want to know how did you get this car? Mr. Allen then attempted to drive past those blocking him, at which point a man stood in front of his car with his hand menacingly in front of his jacket, in his front jacket, in the front of his jacket. Uh, Mr. Allen then asked his son to call 911. Let me say this, let me say this, okay? You know, there are people 
out there who may or may not want to do you harm. But there are times when you are in a situation and you fear for your life and you have no idea what these other people are trying to do to you. And let me say this. If, if this were me, if this were me, and this person, there were these people who were saying, this is my car, and I know it's not their car, I know it's my car, I know that I haven't stolen a car, I'd say, look, look, I don't know where your car is, but this is mine, okay? And let me, let me say this, if at, a, if at a point, I get in my vehicle, and they're trying to pull me out, or they're getting in front of my car, or they're laying on the hood, in my mind, I'm going to read the situation as these individuals have now forfeited their right to live. These individuals have now, I now have every right to run these people over because they are stopping me from going about my day. I have no idea what they want to do. And, you know, let me say this. And we learn, and you may, a lot of you may be, well, not a lot of you, but some of you may be listening to this and saying, Oh my God, that's that's cruel. That's wicked. That's absolutely disgusting. That's that's murder. Listen to me. Listen to me. We have seen scenarios re- very recently where people in these latest protests and riots, where people, just innocent pe- innocent people, just in their car, in the wrong in the wrong place at the wrong time, they've been pulled out of their vehicle. And they have been beat. There was an Amazon. There was an Amazon uh, lady. She was driving. She was driving an Amazon truck. Um, or I think I think it was a van. I want to say they they surrounded it. She stopped. For some reason, they pulled her out of the car. They pulled her out of the van, and they began to beat and kick her. This this is um, this was in multiple occasions around the country and look at and here's what I'm saying this is one of those things where it's like you know what you have now forfeited your right to live if you want to lay in front of my car I'm turning you into a speed bump you you have now you have now given me permission to use you as a speed bump and I'm going to do so because the, because this is totally and utterly ridiculous Don't lay on, don't lay on my hood, don't lay in front of my car, and then and well, let me let me go down, let me go further down. Another man named Lawton Miller attempted to, quote unquote, defuse the situation by opening the car door. That is really not a good idea. Okay, Mr. Miller stated, just to explain something, this is her car. At which point, Mr. Allen slammed the door shut to protect his family. Mr. Miller's fingers were caught in the door, which appeared to enrage him further. The father attempted to maneuver his car away from the crowd. As Mr. Miller started to shout profanities and Mr. Allen's daughter began to wail in fear, a man jumped onto the hood of the car, making it impossible to drive away safely while the crowd continued to bang at the car. One bystander even attacked the vehicle with a bike. This is what I'm talking about. These are the things that I'm talking about. These are the things where they have now 
you have you have now you you have forfeited your right to live. You're gonna say that you try to defuse the situation. You're gonna try to open my car door. It's like look, and let me say this. Let, let me let me let me let me slow down a little bit, okay? Let me give Lawton um, Miller the benefit of the doubt, okay? Let's let me assume he's trying to defuse the situation. Okay. Don't open my car door. Because one, I don't know what you're trying to do. Here's the thing. Once I open my once I open my door, that's it. I I've now the barrier between my family and the outside world has now been broken. So you're gonna open this door and once you once you once the door is open, that's pretty much it. Okay. Don't open the door. It's not it's not my car. I mean it's not excuse me, it's not your car. It's my car. I know it's my car. And I mean I just I think it's just totally and utterly ridiculous. Mr. Allen told uh, KH6, um, I knew I was going to protect, to keep my kids protected no matter what. And that, to me, makes sense. That's what, that's what any parent would do. You, you would protect your family. There's no chance I'm gonna, I'm going to put, and again, even if it's just me, even if it's just me, I would do the same thing. But if if it's with my family, I'm definitely doing the same thing. There's not going to be any negotiation. There's not going to be any conversation. Because it's like, look, leave me alone. Go away. You don't want to go away. You want to lay down your funeral. You know, this happened to um, uh, Fox News correspondent Dan Springer. Um, they went to Seattle's CHOP Capital which is, you know, Capitol Hill occupied protest. And pretty much, um, the protesters were shouting at Springer and his crew as they prepared for a live shot. Springer then phoned his producer to cancel the live shot because of the filthy language they were using. Then, one protester chest bumped him and threw a cup of coffee in his face and on his jacket. Springer and the crew then retreated, listen, Springer and the crew then retreated to their truck, but the group of protesters surrounded them before they were able to drive away. The woman who threw the coffee then jumped on the hood of the vehicle while others were lying down in front of it. Members of the crew got out of the vehicle and, and attempted to defuse the situation, telling them they just wanted to leave. They refused and demanded Springer apologize. According to the team, Springer called 911 for police assistance, but officers did not respond. Of course they didn't. The crew later was told uh, Seattle, police off Seattle police needed six officers in order to respond to that area. After five minutes, Springer left and walked with the crew as protesters continued to harass them. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm... This is... This is, this, see, this is the problem. This is the problem. See, you know, it's really interesting. 
And I, when I when I said, you know, these people they want they want to have their cake and eat it too. You can't have it both ways. So there are these, you know, there are people who they will protest and they will be upset. They'll protest and they'll they will try to assert their will upon you and try to have you do what they want. But then if you resist, they play the victim. It's like when you see when you see these people who surround cop cars and things like that and then they get mad that the police run them over. You can't threaten people's lives. You can't threaten people's property. You can't threaten people's safety and expect them to not react. This is just stupid. It's so it's totally just stupid. I'm telling you, at some point, I'm going to be like, look, I'm going to run you over if you do not move. Because here in CHOP, it's like, okay, you want to have your own city, you want to create your own rules. All right, we'll play by your rules. I'm going to run you over. This is, this is just totally ridiculous. He had to, I mean, he had to wait for the police to respond. That's what, you should not have to do that. There's no reason I should have to surrender my car, my vehicle, so I can, so, you know, I can be, you know, oh God, it just, it really, really irritates me. It really irritates me. I just, I can't stand it. Seeing nobody blocking the truck, a crew member tried to drive away. However, one protester yelled, he's leaving, he's trying to get away. While another protester jumped in front of the vehicle and pounded on the hood. He hit me, he hit me, the protester shouted as the crowd gathered. However, see, see, this is what I'm talking about. They, 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 they try to get in your way, they try to, they try to play the victim, they want to look innocent. They want to look like the person who is being harmed when they're the ones distributing the harm. They're the ones putting people in danger. And that is not okay. That, I mean, he hit me, he hit me. Look, get out of the way. I, I, I just, I'll just say this. For the sake of Fox News, for the sake of Fox News, it's good that it was that I was not in the car. Because if I was, if I'm, I'm telling you, if I'm behind the wheel, there's no way, there's no way I'm getting out of that car. I'm going to run those people over because I don't know what you're going to try to do to me and my colleagues. I'll I'll deal with the legal process later. But at that moment. I'm not getting out of the car because I don't know what you're going to do. I don't, because I'm telling you, these, there are people who are totally and completely ruthless. They will beat you. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, there are people who literally, if there are people who are willing to beat an, an innocent Amazon delivery person, where they're literally not doing anything and they're just trying to be and they're just trying to do their job. Nothing political. They're just trying to do their job. They're just trying to put food on the table. And you're going to beat, you're going to beat that person just because they're doing their job. I'm not getting out of my car. 
I'm not going to do it. It's just completely and totally ridiculous, man. Completely and totally ridiculous. When it comes to, you know, Lee Allen, you know, I saw the video, and to me, he reacted a lot later than I would have. I would have immediately shot out of there. I would have said, no, I'm out of here, especially with my kids. My daughter's with me. My son is with me. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. You are, uh, you're not gonna do this. You're not going to, you know, you're, you're not gonna have your way with me. That's just, that's just, that's not going to happen. I think it's, I think it's just totally and completely ridiculous. I, but I'm, I'm seriously a firm believer in that. Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, the Green Party, I, I, black, white, Mexican, Asian, you know, African, I don't care. I don't care. Man, woman, I don't care. If you have, if you have the nerve and you have, you're bold enough to get in front of my car and surround me and threaten my property, my life, and the life of my family and my colleagues, the people that I love the most, that's it. I'm not getting out of the car to negotiate with you. I'm not getting out of the car to talk to you. Because once I get out of that car, I cannot guarantee that I will be able to get back in the car. If that's, if there's, that's one of the many things that I've learned from this, you know, from these protests. I've been watching things on TV and I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, this is totally ridiculous. I'm like, I'm like, how are you going to beat innocent people? How are you going to beat a person who literally, they're not protesting. They're not, they're not police. They're not anything like that. They're literally just doing their job. They're, or they're just getting off their job and they're just trying to get home. And you stop them from doing that and you threaten their safety. No. Like, I, I, I don't care. I don't care. Call it mean. Call it cold. I'm not getting, I'm not getting beat. I'm not getting bruised. I'm not getting shot. I'm not getting stabbed. I'm not putting myself at the mercy of these other people. There is no negotiation. There is no conversation. You want to you want to harass me? You want to get in front of a you want to get in front of heavy machinery? Your funeral. Okay. Um Okay. So Cam Newton is a patriot. And you know, I'm going to I'm I'm going to go on and say it. I like Cam Newton. I do like him. But I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't think he's really going to help the Patriots that much. I don't think he's going to make us a Super Bowl contender. I, I just, I don't see it. I don't think Cam and Belichick are going to go together well. I, I just don't see it. Is it a one-year deal? Yeah. Is Cam Newton on a short leash? 
I, I would say so. But look, man, Cam is Cam. He, you know, he dresses, you know, he's very, he's a very fashionable dude at times. Other times it's like, oh my God, what do you have on your body? Um, but he, he's, he's a big personality. And let me say this, big personalities don't do well with the Patriots. I've, I've, I've watched enough football. I've watched enough Patriot games. I've watched, I follow the Patriots enough and I understand Bill Belichick enough and the system enough to understand big personalities don't make it. Randy Moss was good for a little bit. Ocho Cinco was a disaster. Albert Hainsworth was a disaster. It just didn't pan out. You know, Gronk. He turned out he turned out pretty well. But I, I, I just I, I can't do it, man. I can't. Mm-mm. No. If I'm I'm looking at it th- I'm looking at it this way. I see the Patriots going ten and six with him. I'll I'll go nine at the worst the worst they will go is nine and seven. I believe the best they will go is twelve and four. Um I, I just I, I I just I like Cam. I do. I just, I don't like him with the Patriots. I just, I don't see it working. I don't think him and Bill, I don't think him and Bill are going to get along. I just, I don't see that happening. Cam Newton's one-year incentive-laden contract with the New England Patriots is mostly a no-lose situation in a post-Tom Brady world. So why wouldn't the Patriots take the plunge? If Newton is healthy, and that's another issue, his health. We have no idea how healthy Cam Newton is. We have, I mean, we have no clue. Let me, let me scroll down. Um, Sunday night, Adam Schefter reported that the Patriots would be signing Former NFL MVP Cam Newton to a one-year incentive-based deal. Newton is expected to compete for the starting job against Jared Stidham. Wonder who's going to win that one. Newton, despite his immense talent, was not able to command much from a contractual standpoint. Why? He suffered a number of injuries over the past few seasons and he essentially needs to prove his worth on the field again before a franchise is going to pay him a lot of money. Let's take a look at Newton's injury, Newton's injury history of the past years. In March 2017, Newton had surgery on his throwing shoulder to repair a partially torn rotator cuff. He recovered in time to play all 16 games of the 2017 season, throwing for 22 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. That's another thing I look at with, with, you know, Cam. He throws a lot of interceptions. I mean, I... I think he'll, I mean, 
my my prediction is 28 28 touchdowns 19 interceptions 8 no 28 touchdowns 18 interceptions that's that's what i think is going to happen um from him in week 10 of the 2018 season newton was hit by steelers linebacker tj watt as he wanted to throw the ball downfield while he did not leave the game looking back it's clear that some kind of damage was done newton was never himself the rest of the season and the panthers lost their next six games newton didn't play in the team's final two games of the season and carolina finished seven and nine in january 2019 newton went under the knife again on his throwing shoulder and this time it was a more complex surgery Still, he was on. Ex- he was expected to return in time for the 2019 season. However, in Newton's third preseason game, he sprained his left foot. Then, in his team's second game of the season, he re he re aggravated the injury. It was later determined he suffered a Liz Frank injury. I don't know what that is. Newton didn't quickly recover, and in November he was placed on injured reserve. He had surgery in December to fix the issue. You know, in the past, in the last three seasons, he's had, you know, he's had some kind, he's had some kind of surgery and that's, that's not a good thing for the future. So let me say this about my Patriots. Okay. Do I like the deal? I honestly, I'm like, you know what? Why not? Tom's gone. Gronk's gone. You know, let's start. Let's start to rebuild. And I said, you know what? A one-year deal with Cam Newton—that doesn't seem too bad. Doesn't seem too bad. However, I just don't think it's gonna work long term. I just, I, I don't see it. I don't trust Cam's health. I don't trust Cam and Belichick working out together. I, I, I don't see it. And you know. Please, if you think if you think it could work, let me know and and walk me through your mindset. Walk me through, you know, your explanation as to why this is a good um, marriage for the Patriots and Cam Newton. I don't see it. I want to see it. I'm happy for Cam. I'm happy that you know he got signed. I'm happy for my Patriots. Because um, again, remember Cam Newton. He's a big dude. So that that is always beneficial. He's athletic. However, I I just I don't think we've never had big personalities like this um at the quarterback position. This is really really big. I mean, it's been, you know, Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, Matt Cassell, you know, no one, no one, no big personalities. Cam Newton is a big personality. Um, to me, I still think I still think he has areas of immaturity. There are areas where he can still grow, and I I, I think that's you know the case for all players. You know, there's always areas to improve. But I I am just gonna say this. I like I think this is a 
I think this is a win-win for the Patriots. If he doesn't work out, he's gone. If he works out, okay, well, we try it again. I would say, I would say give him another one year after that. Because Cam Newton, in my opinion, has lost his, um, leverage. He can play when he's healthy. But the key word is, the key phrase is when he's healthy. Because the, remember, the best ability is availability. I don't care if I have Michael Jordan on my team, but he's got a broken leg. I don't care if I have Tom Brady on my team, but, you know, he has, you know, a broken arm. You know, I don't care if I have Wayne Gretzky, but he has a concussion. Because if if you're not available... It doesn't matter at the end of the day. That's what's key. When you're when you when you're on the sideline, you don't matter. We know you can play. We know Cam can play. We know JJ Watt can play. You know, we know that Brandon Roy, you know, he could play. Injuries, man. When you're injured, you're no good to anybody. So I will. I'm gonna say this. I like this for the Patriots. I'm. I'm happy that this took place. I think it's a win-win. But ultimately, I think. I think we'll do. I think we'll do good. I think we'll. I. I. I think when it comes to the AFC East, we're gonna have some trouble. Um, it's not gonna be as clear-cut this year. Um. But yeah, that 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 that's what I would say. I would really look at it and say, you know what. I could see us going nine and seven, ten and six, eleven and five, or twelve and four at the very best. We're not gonna, you know, be smoking people. I mean, we're not just gonna, you know, go sixteen and zero. It's not gonna happen. I, I just, I don't see that taking place. But you know, regardless, you know, I am excited for sports to come back. I miss them. I'm not the biggest sports fan. I never will. I, again, I love watching the finals. I love watching football. I love watching, you know, college football. I don't really care about college basketball. I just, I don't know. It's just never been me, really. But I'm, I, I miss sports. And I just want to see them come back. I don't know. And I let me say this. I do want them with fans. Because I'm, I'm going to say this. The NBA is returning very soon, but I have no confidence and I, 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 I have no desire to watch the NBA come back because there's not going to be any fans. There's not going to be any. And to me, it's like, well, fans are what make the, the sport so great. They set the atmosphere. They set, you know, the tone. You know, that's one of the great things about the playoffs. Because, you know, when the when the fans are chanting, you know, it's, you know, the last minute and it's, you know, they're, you know, it's a close game and they're chanting defense. Man, there's, there's nothing like that feeling. You can't replicate that. You can't pump sound into it and it's going to, it's not going to feel the same. Why? Because you're going to be hearing that, but there's going to be no one in the stands. And it's going to be really weird. And it's going to be kind of unwatchable. 
So I have I will I try watching it when it comes back. I'll give it a shot, but my expectations are pretty low. I'm gonna say that I I I'm really not too excited since there's not gonna be any fans. Um, and here's what I don't want. I don't want like a few fans. Like I don't want ten, twenty, thirty. No, I'm, if if you're gonna have fans, let there be fans to me. Like at least at least fifty percent. Because I don't want like a few people in the stands. That's awkward. The home teams feed off of that energy. That's what makes the playoffs so great. Just that the atmosphere, man. It's not just the game. It's it's you know it's the tension. It's what's at stake. It's the fans. It's the rivalries. Those are what. That's the entertainment aspect. And it's not going to be there with no. It's not really going to be there with no fans. You know they're going to try to be woke with you know changing, being able to put what they want on their jerseys. I I just I I don't know I don't I'm not too excited about the NBA's return, um. But you know we'll see what happens. I'm definitely gonna give it a shot. But I will say this, man. Um, I'm not gonna be sitting. On it.